to the Dylan Lions podcast with your host Alicia Solomon and myself Megan Hines where we talk all things to challenge vibes, lives, and allies of the full 10. We are about halfway through the season and we're coming back after Quarantina won their nation and the cast is in shambles because Tita told Corey and Bettina to go back to the group and they're like we're not getting new partners what's going on Corey's like I need a partner what is happening and that's how that ended and people are still in shambles going into this episode but to start off Corey was talking to Nelson and they got back to HQ and he was like, I don't trust anybody. Like, everybody that voted against me is now based on my hit list, and I'm ready for revenge because these folks don't know who they're playing with right now. And I'm like, okay, cool. You're not a threat, really, but okay. And then CT said he wasn't shocked that Amber got voted in because Amber, all she could do was just run. She couldn't do anything else. And then Tori and CT ended up talking about how the game could potentially become an individual game because they didn't get any new partners or also it might just reset then to the pairs so right now everything's in the unknown and I'm so shook on how people are still kind of like weird about Amber and it's very, especially coming from CT who won last week with her but you know it is what it is. I'm going to dead the Amber conversation because she's gone, you know, good riddance girl, see you later, see whenever you come back. But it is interesting to see how everyone was scrambling after the fact, realizing that the partnerships weren't picked and there was some kind of twist that was happening. We'll see how it goes. Priscilla and Bettina have a chat as well. And just talking about they're still fighting for the time in this house and why they're going for the money and Bettina said she was repping for being from a small town in Sweden and wanted to make something more for herself as well and then Priscilla said she was fighting for her mom and because Priscilla's mom is first generation immigrant into the UK and she's explained that her mom is also taking care of not only her and her siblings but also her cousins because her mom and her aunt are like the only surviving members of her family as of right now and so she's just like my fight for being here is to help my mom take care of everyone because so she won't have to take the burden of everything and I like that because we need some more of those stories rather than like the same old recycled stories that everyone has every year but seeing someone like Priscilla who has that background on the show it's very inspiring for the people. I think that a lot of them do have interesting stories behind it, but because we've seen most of them for a long time now, we kind of know what they're going through. I think this episode, they just dive into more to why certain people were there and what was their reason for trying to win the money. Priscilla's background, which I appreciated as well. Bettina also, I feel like no one's story is one and up on each other. Like everyone has their own struggles individually. So I don't want to say like one story was better than the other, but I do appreciate that them sharing the backstory like they did last year with Big T. This year we got Priscilla a little bit more and Bettina and then also Amanda who was a frontline worker during the pandemic. Well, during the beginning of the pandemic, we are still in one. She, you know, was a nurse. She has a, a young son. I just think that those kind of stories are definitely important to tell because typically we only see them bickering and fighting and they're like, everyone's you know positioning to win the money it's money but just to see the human side of the reason why everyone's trying to do it just they're going to go back to their lives anyway so whether they win or not it's kind of just an insight on what they're going through 
Yeah, it's just because like we don't really see them shed light on these stories a lot as of recently because we have been seeing the same people over and over. So being able to like get to know who these people are and what they're trying for it. Like it's a good thing that Amanda did take time off so like she can be able to grow even more and she ended up coming mother and just her fight of this being a um, single mother and working in pandemic and coming back and having something else to fight for aside from like just herself. That is something to like hang her hat on. With the different storylines throughout the seasons, we haven't really gotten those stories. We've just gotten uh, the drama and just fake stuff that they threw up. But having the human side, like you said, it does help give us more insight on the players. Then we get to Josh asking Logan, speak of Big T, <laughs> about um, his relationship with Big T and how that's going. And Logan just wants to be friends with Big T. And it seems Big T likes him more than he likes her. And he's just like, I want to be friends. And Big T is just smitten. Didn't I tell you this about three weeks ago, two weeks ago, however long? I told you this. I, I peeped it from a mile away. She was doing too much. And I could tell on his face that he was like, all right, this girl's here. But I don't know. Like, I, I don't really know. I could just tell that he did not like her as much as she liked him. And here we go. Miss Cleo over here. This is what happens. And I think that Big T should be focused on the game more anyway. I get it that she's in a house for a very long time, you know, away from just outside physical interaction that she can get otherwise. So it's always comforting to have that. But I just think that she needs to focus on her game rather than just trying to have a cuddle buddy. It's, it's, she's going to survive. Like you're going to be okay. Yeah, it's just funny too. When I was when I was going to the tweets, a lot of people were like, Logan's a fuck boy for leading her on. I'm like, I don't really think he let her on. Megan, like, you have to stop following 12 year old kids. <laughs> like, you have to stop this. It's <laughs> thing is, it's not me, it wasn't people that, that we follow on the account or I follow. It was, I went through the hashtag. This is people were saying. And I was like, I don't know what y'all are seeing, but like I've seen it too. That man did not like her as much as she liked him. We all saw it. And like you said, you knew it. I had a feeling, but I was like, I always want to see how this plays out. And at a certain point in the episode, he just says, we're going to be friends. Big T respected that. But just the just, just the thought of people saying that that man's a fuck boy just because he didn't like her like that. I'm like, this is not going to happen. She's not going to leave the show in a whole relationship with this man. That's not going to happen. That's not that realistic. I'm sorry. These people are fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, that's all I saw. And I was like, I, okay, I guess. But like, damn, like y'all are going too hard for this. Cancel culture strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Amanda had a FaceTime call with her son and her friend who was taking care of him while she was gone. And she, like we mentioned, she talked about working in the pandemic and being a single mother taking care of her child and that being um, the reason why she's going so hard this season and playing to win. She said that the money, even though it's not everything, it'll give her more time to be with her son because being in healthcare, those hours, I imagine, are stressful and crazy and that takes her away from her son. So having that will help her be with her son and have more quality moments with him as well. Again, She's a single mom. She's a nurse. 
she has to provide for her child in the best way possible. And so I don't blame her for coming here to try to win some money to do that and better his life. And it's just a sacrifice that she made in the long run because she is away from him and he's a young boy. So he's like growing and she's missing a lot, but she did it for the right reasons. I know she was questioning if she should have even came or not. She's there anyway, just have to just fight through the reason that why you're there, which is for your son. Yeah, also made me think of how, like, when they vomit on the show and she was, like, the only mother on the show and there was, like, CT. And people were, like, bragging on her, like, why are you leaving your child at home while you're on television? It's a part, it's another stream of revenue. They want to come on a show and get money to help their family. Like, it's a they, job. <laughs> they, like, literally people get on the moms more so than the dads on the show, too, which that's a whole other conversation. But... Just the simple fact that they are like thinking about this taking care of the kids coming on the show, killing it. It's going back to their kids and they're going to make their kids' lives even better being there and also just helping them in any way that they can. So props to Amanda, props to all the mamas, all the parents that are on the show doing their thing. And yeah, so we're going to go to the daily. And when they get to the site for the daily mission, PJ says, y'all got to go. Y'all got to be ready for anything. And it's time to adapt because agents are like chameleons. They can adapt to like anything. And so TJ tells them that they are no longer playing in pairs. And everyone's like, okay, cool. But Priscilla is like, it's about to be open season on my ass because now that it's individual, everybody's going to be targeting me because I shook it up and now it's individual. And the name of this challenge, it is called Diamond Dash, and they have to race down a trail and collect a sledgehammer, and then they have to get through the trail, and at the end of it, there are three assignments that they have to do, and they have to choose either one to get to a code, and they have to use that code to get a diamond, and then the diamond they choose, they run to another station, where it has three different platforms, that is blue, pink, and green, where it really is emerald, ruby, and sapphire. And TJ said they'll find out what is to come at that next part, which that latter part of the mission, it had them placing the diamonds and ruby in stations, and then they each become different teams. And the second stage of the challenge, it includes the teams using the sledgehammers to break the cinder blocks and place them in rubble on a structure. And once the rubble is stable on it, the structure should be able to balance and releases their specific kind of gym. And to do that, it helps tip the scale and they get that and they take that gym to the finish line. First team does that, they win this challenge and they are safe. That was a long description. Oh, what the fuck you just read from? But <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was long. It really was. Like the way that like it was framed on the show, they split it up. I didn't want to have to split it up because it was all one thing. So I just wanted to get that out the way so we can get to the actual challenge. So to start off, Logan and Emmanuel, after they got their such hammers, they went to the vision assignment. And then Corey and Nelson, they went to the fitting in station, which was the one with the boxes. And then Bettina and Big T, they were actually the last girls to find the sledgehammers while everybody else were getting through the different assignments. And I was like, this is not going to look good. And depending on what, how this part to go to the stations was, it was going to be bad because they're going to be the last people on the team, essentially. And I'm like, you don't want to be the last person. And that's what happened. 
And then Amanda opted to do the touch and go paint station. These different names for these stations were very interesting too. Of all people, guess who was the first person to get to these stations? Your fave. Yes, Mr. Nelly T. <laughs> Mr. Barge himself. Yes, so Nelson was the first to unlock his safe and he ran towards those stations and he was like, oh, take your pick out which color you want to go to. And he went to Sapphire and he was the first person done. And once he did that, he was giving us the dramatics because you know what he did? <clears throat> he said, to the challenge gods, spies, lies, allies. And he put his thing down officially and I'm like, this is so dramatic. And TJ was just looking at him like, this man is crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> TJ was like, I'm not high enough for this. And neither was I, because what was that? I didn't know what that declaration was. Just put it down and keep it moving. Like, you're the only one there. It was so dramatic for no reason. But, you know, he wanted to get his moment, make the TV. Yep. And so he was the first member of the Sapphire team. And then Josh was the second person to figure out their his code aimed to Emerald. Nelson was starting to run point to tell people, okay, you go here, you go here, because he told Corey, don't partner with me, go to Ruby, you be the leader of that team. And then Ed was also there, and he was just standing there. He was like, I'm just going to wait to see who else comes up so I can figure out who I want to be a team of. So as people started trickling in, Devin and Emmanuel, they both went to Josh's team for Emerald. Priscilla and Emmy joined Corey on Ruby. And I'm like, good luck. And right immediately, they both re regretted it because Priscilla was like, I should have really thought about this better. I should not have picked this team. And he was like, oh, I did not see Emmanuel and Devin at Emerald. I would have went there because I would be with my bestie. And I'm like, y'all, good luck. Because y'all got to deal with Corey. And that man, it's not the brightest of some of these puzzles, which <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, Priscilla also said that they set themselves up being on the same team together because they're both rookies and that would be an easy target as well. Ed finally chose Sapphire. He's like, I'm just going to rock with Nelson right now because we the only two people right here, so I'm going to rock with him. Then the number one draft pick pulls up to see and he had to pick out a litter and he looks at <laughs> Team Ruby with Corey. He's like, I'm not trying to be of two rookies, so that's out the question. He didn't really want to, I don't think he wanted to be partnered with uh, Devin and them. She's like, I ain't doing that. He's like, but I said, he sees the two shiny vehicles in Ed and Nelson. He's like, I'm going to go with them because that's my best bet. Then Kyle came up and he was like, I'm going to pick Ruby because I keep my eye on Corey because Corey, I don't trust. So I want to be eyes and ears and just keep tabs on Corey for my game and for Devin because this man, I don't trust him and he's sneaky, so I keep my eye on him. Then Casey went straight to Emerald because she saw Emmanuel, she saw Josh, she's going to roll with them. And Ashley chose Sapphire. She's like, I'm going to roll with CT. That's where I'm going. And Logan ended up being the last guy left and he ended up going to Ruby. Nani went to Emerald right away because she's like, oh, I see Josh. Yay, I see Casey. Okay, um, I'm going to roll with my girl. So that's where I'm going to go. And then Bettina and Big T were the last two girls. Big T ended up going to Ruby and Bettina ended up going to Sapphire uh, being the last person she ended up on that team. And that's how the teams kind of like stirred out. And the team that I thought would do best 
well, it's going to be Sapphire just because they have the puzzle queen in Ashley. CT can do puzzles and they have some strength on that team as well in Nelson and Ed. So I was like, okay, me out top. I'm like, that team, I would like, I would pick them. They definitely were the strongest looking team out of the pack. I think that the team with Devin and Casey and Nani and Tori, it's just, it was so much, but that's also a strong team too. I don't want to take anything away from those, you know, cast of people because that's a strong team. But obviously any team that CT is on and Ashley who are champions in itself and then, you know, having some strong people because Bettina is strong. Uh, Ed is good. He's strong too. Like they have some good, strong players with them. The only team that I was just like, Lord, was that Ruby team that had Corey and Big T. And I wish that Priscilla and Emmy would have looked further along to see what was actually going on. Like they should have just assessed it better. And I'm like, all right, I can go here. They just was like, all right, we're just going to be here with Corey. And then it's like, damn, I shouldn't have done that. And it's like, yeah, you should have freaking looked to see what the fuck was going on. Like, I don't know why neither one of them did that, but they ended up on the same team and then having Big T and then Kyle as well. I don't even know why Kyle joined that team. Like Kyle, (laughs) Kyle regretted it after the fact, of course, and he's been, you know, trying to get out of it. And now he kind of has a way to get out of it. But Kyle, out of all, all people, I'm like, why would you even go there? Only to keep tabs on Corey and being an agent of chaos, which we Yeah, saw. but that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> that does not make any sense. <laughs> you know, Kyle, you have to live with your decision for now. But definitely, that was awful decision-making. Awful. And when going petty goes wrong. Yeah. And so TJ tells them that what the second half of the daily is, and then they're off the races. I wouldn't do that already. Um, And... Ashley and Amanda, they're leading Sapphire while the boys are just smashing the cylinders and getting the and they're getting everything onto the platform. And Emmy said that the Ruby team, her team, did not have any strategy at all. Um, because they were just there for vibes. That was it. While Devin was like, okay, us and Emerald, we have some strategy going. If we are all putting things, if we get the it was a tether <laughs> so 12 people getting the cylinders on there was better than two because it gets it done quicker and they're able to move faster that strategy actually breaks because while everybody was going two by two the emerald team they managed to get all of it in the thing and got it low enough to weigh it down and they grabbed their gym and they ran past the finish line and won this challenge. That was it. It seemed like a quick challenge. And I think just the strategy of all three teams, it just shows the mindset of some of these people, especially that Ruby team where it just lacked leadership and everyone was just there. Like you said, just chilling, all vibes, no plan, no strategy. The other team that I would take is that team that, what is it, Emerald? Yeah. I don't even know why they're doing the gems and they're they're leaning into this they call them yeah i'm like they call them and i'm just like (laughs) whoever thought of this they thought that this was the one it was not sorry not sorry but that yeah so anyway whatever team that was emerald devin and casey and the rest of that crew going forward that team is definitely one that i will keep my eye on 
depending on if they stay intact, we don't know what's going to happen, but that team is just very, it's strongly constructed. Yeah. So TJ says that everyone in the Emerald team is safe and they become the agency and the house has to vote for just one woman to go into emanation. And after that, we get the party, the level party over here. And the Sapphire team is talking about how Devin is the ringleader of the Emerald squad and that they may just target Ashley because Ashley is a champ and she's one of the strongest girls in the house. So they might do that to weaken them. Ashley's like, they probably will, but we just don't know how this will play out. And then Corey's trying to rally up his team. And he's I'm trying to lift up the morale of my team, even though we lost, it's okay. We just gotta be wrecking together. And Emmy was like, um, if we continue, we just gotta communicate better. And that's what it is. And I'm just like, that is true. Y'all need to communicate and have some actual leadership. Because Corey can say, yeah, this is my team. I'm going to lead us. But where is the leadership? Where's the communication? It starts with you. Even though, like, no was not the leader on his team like that. But still, if you have, like, some type of leadership and some type of plan, it'll work. Along with communication. I mean, yeah. Like we said, they were just, they were just vibes. So... The cast of the people that were on that team, they're not going to, first of all, about three of them are rookies. So they really don't know what is going on. And then the other two, they typically just kind of skate around and try to bounce off of other people to see what their idea is and how to move. So it's not anyone that's standing out that's going to be a strong quote-unquote leader. Yeah. Corey is basically saying that the Emerald team will look the weak in Sapphire. And he's just, he's just like, we're going to stand under the radar. We're going to be the underdogs. And Kyle, <laughs> he was like, really? Ruby for life. Ruby forever. Ruby in my heart. And then <laughs> it's like, God, I wish I was part of Emerald because we are doomed. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> And then Ashley and Amanda have a conversation as well, talking about how this is going to play out. Amanda was like, I'm trying to survive inch by inch. And Ashley's just like, I'm ready for whatever happens. Then Priscilla and Tori have a convo. Tori basically said like the safe route was Priscilla because she didn't really want to like try and do anything too crazy. Because because since Priscilla did the move to shake up the Vet Alliance, she's like, that's going to be a mark on her because we it's an easy target to get her out because she did that but that's one thing that it it kind of sucks that that has to happen because there are bigger fish to fry Tori could easily just like say hey we can lobby to get Ashley out because she is a champ or whatever but nope y'all want to still be safe and possibly just like pit Priscilla in because she's a rookie that's all it is well, I think it's not, that's just not all it is. She's the one who started the shit. Like, she's the one who shook up everything. So we yeah. can't just say she's just a rookie and that's why they're throwing her in. Like, they have good reason yeah. of why they're going to throw her in. I also think that the whole Ashley point of it, because she already won, it's like, okay, somebody has to beat her. So this is the issue with who you're putting in. You have to think about who's going in after. And we'll see how that also plays out. But, I mean, they had a reason to put Priscilla in. It's not just yeah. because she's a rookie. Yeah, it's just a, an added thing onto it. Like, she's a rookie, and she also basically broke up the Brett Alliance, which I don't think she really broke it up. She just put a wrench in her plans, but she didn't really break it up. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. She fucking shit up. Same thing. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Then they showed um, Logan dipping out of Big T's room. He's like, 
adios <laughs> and i was like this is the end of logan and big t and they're just being friends and the morning afterwards big t was telling priscilla and priscilla was like well welcome back to the streets <laughs> now you're seeing me back in the house <laughs> the streets are calling my name i'm going to the streets i tell you which is funny too because which I realized the timing of this was really funny, but I just realized it all made sense because Priscilla was with a guy from Love Island for like over a year and then that was the whole thing. And I was like, oh, this is when after they broke up and she came on the show single. I didn't realize it until she said that. I was like, oh, interesting. And then Priscilla was also talking about how she came up with her reasons for getting her case to not go in a nation. She was like, obviously, I have no final experience. I've already gone in a nation this season. And she's like, I want to be able to play up the layup part of Hey, you haven't, like, I haven't done anything. Y'all can just take me with y'all. And I don't, y'all don't worry about me as much. And Big T was like, I'm just going to threaten them. That's it. The Emerald Squad, they had their picnic to strategize on what is the options are to vote. And they're like, okay, Bettina is an option because they keep calling her an anchor in the competition to her team, to her partners. My thing is, like, she just won an elimination, and she got, like, she like she just won an elimination. Like, what is, like, her being an anchor for? They keep throwing this around, like, but she's actually a competitor. Like, that's my whole thing. Um, they also threw an Emmy because she's a strong competitor, but they also mentioned that she's not a vocal leader, so she's not going to have that much influence on the Ruby team anyways, too. And Emmanuel in that conversation was like, I'm just trying to do as much as I can to protect Emmy because... That's my girl, Mark and the third. She rocked with me, and I'm doing my best to keep as much heat off of her. And then they also mentioned that Priscilla is the strongest girl on Ruby team, and she is also an option as well. And then Josh ended up bringing up Ashley as an option because people don't want to see her in the final, and people don't trust her. That's when I started to have some question marks in my head. I'm like, I don't know why people won't trust Ashley when she doesn't do anything crazy like that. But I guess all it is is just... I think that how Ashley plays and sometimes her behavior, it, I guess, rubs people the wrong way. So they take that into account of why they discredit her. And then, of course, the situation that we spoke about last week that happened with Hunter a couple seasons ago, that's the number one reason that they're going to look to discredit her. So I just think that her winning prior... And twice, not even just once, but winning twice, that holds some weight to these people because most of them haven't won anything. They have got to the final and they lost. So a lot of them are looking to get to the final. And one way that can happen is taking out the person who's been there the longest, who's done it before. I think they're just trying to discredit her. I also think the Priscilla, I, truthfully, I didn't have a problem with them saying either name of Priscilla or Ashley because those two were the strongest for the rest of the girls up in the house. Um, speaking of Nani and uh, Tori in particular and also Bettina's strong like there's a lot of strong people but for their game I think in the long run Ashley and Priscilla was just those two names that were obviously like 1A and 1B so I didn't have a problem with them saying it I think it's funny though that Nani was on that train of trying to get Ashley out and I, to my understanding I thought they were cool but it doesn't seem so and I get it it's a game and she's trying to win but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's the only reason why I question marks when Josh said that because he was like, I don't know, like, because like him and Ashley are cool, so I was like, okay, you're bringing this up. I don't game wise, it's, it's fine, but 
y'all bring up these reasons, but y'all are somewhat friendly with her. That's my only thing. When you like do that, I'm like, I want to see you being fake. But I get it's a game, but still, you if you're gonna stand on something, to stand on it. Don't like. And that's well, why I don't think at, at this point is there's no there's nothing to ever stand on in this house. I'm I'm sorry, but none of these people to me seem to have integrity. So I don't even can't even say like, oh, this is what they need to stand on because most of these people have gone back on their word. They've done shisty shit. That's just what the name of the game is. But I think Josh bringing it up is just starting the fire to try to get people out. It's a woman's elimination. It's not even a men's elimination. So the fact that he's even bringing it up and, you know, trying to stir the pot, I get it. But none, none of these people have nothing to stand on. I think it's, I, I think I was just saying for Nani in particular, like yeah. forget Josh, but Nani in particular, I was just like, that's weird that, you know, she had all of this kind of back talk to say about Ashley. But for Josh, it's part of the course. I mean, it's Josh. Yeah, because, so your point, more so towards Nani. Because Nani brought it up later on in the episode and it's like, bam, y'all are actually kind of cool. I'm like, what is this? And was, I thought people were like, oh, Nani is fake for doing that on Twitter. And I was like, I get it. It just happens so that Nani is like like blinded by Casey and Casey just is wallpapered. But it's just funny to her see her doing this and like I guess she wants to have a chance to get into a final and win. But when it's somebody that you're actually cool with, that's when the question marks come up. That's the only thing. Um then we go into nominations and Corey decides to address the Ruby team. He specifically calls out Kyle because Kyle <laughs> didn't want any parts of the team at all. And Kyle is wearing green and not red. He's like, we can't even be uniformed. Kyle's over here wearing green and we can't even be unified like everybody else. Um, Corey, like if you want to be in a boy band, like and you want to be, you know, the next BTS, you don't have to find some other people to do that with. It was not that deep that Kyle didn't show up wearing red in solidarity. At this point, you don't know how long these teams are going to last anyway. And I think that the whole argument that he had with Kyle last week too, it just spoke to how quote unquote cool they actually are because there was no way that that's your friend, but yet he's calling you the B word and y'all are having this back and forth. So I think to begin with that whole relationship with Kyle and Corey being on the same team was going to not work the only qualm I have about it like if you had an issue with it that's okay but why would you bring it up in front of other group the other groups like if you were trying to have chemistry and have solidarity with the group you address it with the group you don't address it with the other groups there because that already shows that there's something broken in the group and they can easily infiltrate it and try to get into Kyle's head to move which they didn't need to but Corey yeah I mean I don't I don't want to drag this man any further but just shows you where he's at mentally I was like Mr. Serious over here it's a joke okay it's a joke don't take it too seriously yes this is a game this is a joke that's it and that's why I was excited with I was like it's not that serious yes everybody else was dressed in similar color palettes but it's not that serious let that man be an agent of chaos on his own y'all go if you don't like you said we don't know if these teams are gonna stick for the rest of the season let's just enjoy the moment and just let him be chaotic that's it and it was funny and then Devin to start off the actual conversation he wants the girls to plead their cases and he said he wanted chaos amongst the girls and wanted them to start <laughs> fighting. And I was like, okay, Devin. They're not going to start fighting, but I, I like the enthusiasm. 
this is the second time that Devin has done that though, where he has kind of thrown something out there and tried to let everybody else implode on themselves, which is actually smart in retrospect because it doesn't come back to you, make it seem like you started it, but you actually did. Uh, I thought it was funny. I like Devin. It's much different and more smarter for him to do that than what them two did, but I'm not going to rehash it. Um, so Priscilla starts to state her case and she says that the Sapphire team is more of a threat with Ashley and Amanda and that the Ruby team would be better for the Emeralds um, game in the final. And she said, like we mentioned before, it's time for someone else to go in elimination. It was funny though, because like when she said that, they painted it over to uh, Ashley and Amanda and then Ashley said her case as well. I, that was just funny because when like both Priscilla and Bettina were talking and also Emmy, <laughs> they were painting it back and forth to Amanda and Ashley. And that was really funny. I'm like, I, I get the shade, but it's, it's not just like not little beef. And Ashley said she didn't think that she was better than anyone um in the house downplaying her stuff, which I get like that's a good strategy. And then Big T said that, <laughs> you know, you're, you, you're like fine wine. You get better with time, so don't play with that card. Granted, that is true. However, Ashley hasn't gotten too as far in later seasons. She has like been able to get close, but she hasn't gotten her home like later seasons because she's either gotten out earlier because they want her out, or she's gotten to a point in, in the show and then she gets out beforehand. So it's just she's had a uphill battle, I would say, in later seasons, yes, yeah, recently. So I get why she did her case like that. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken about Ashley at length. She has two wins, and that's just going to be the mark against her. There's nothing else further for that. With Priscilla, I get her points. I like that she had some ideas going into why she should have not been going into the elimination. I also agree with Ashley, though. Like, just winning one elimination doesn't mean anything. Like, you won an elimination, that's fine. But, okay, there's more to win. There's not just one elimination that proves that you're a good competitor or that you deserve to beat them more than anybody else. That just means that you won that day and you're back. At the end of the day, she's still new. These people don't really know her and they don't really owe her anything to have that loyalty to her. So I don't really see that point from Priscilla, but I get why she brought it up. And with Big T, it's actually at this point, it's just show and prove. I think her relationships just help her going forward and, you know, her likability and her charm with cast members in the house. That actually is the only thing that's really helping her at this point. Uh, speaking of loyalty, Amanda brought up loyalty in her case. And she also brought up the mama. She played the mama card. Like, y'all know I'm here for my child. And that's what I'm fighting for. But I'm not ready to go in right now. But just know, y'all put me in. Just know I'm loyal to y'all. And I'll do whatever. And then Bettina said that that she knows that they think of her as an anchor. As a weakest well, weakest competitor in the house since day one, but she said she's not. And like I mentioned before, I'm going to say it again. Bettina got the end of that elimination done for her and Corey. That is it. That is all. Granted, it's, like you said, it's only one elimination, but does show part of like what she brings to the table. I mean, no one's saying that Bettina's not strong. It's just that you just won once. That's it. Yeah. It's just like they keep saying that she's like an anchor and the weakest person, but like Granted, most of this, like, this competition is endurance physical, but like there's other aspects that she's strong in that helps her get further. And that people that's what people just like playing their head on for the most part. And then Emmy wrote a speech and read it off verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> 
And she also talked about being loyal and not being in drama and playing her game. Whereas we have the footage, Emmy. Some of that ain't true. At this point, though, the deliberation is a crock of shit. People trying to plead their cases. I feel like a lot of these people know what they're going to do before they even get in there. So for the whole, I get it. It's a show and they're putting on a show. Uh, the reading of the letter from Emmy, whatever. I was in that move that CT was so moved about it. Like, oh my God, she's the best thing ever. I love her. How can you not love her? Whatever. <laughs> like, I, it didn't move me. Yeah, it, it really wasn't anything special. Which we said, they end up voting for, they end up voting for Priscilla as the top five agent. She's looked at herself like, I, I look good though in that photo. Then she did. She looked good in her photo. And she'll be going in nation. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Um, so we're going to go straight to the elation quarters. And TJ asked Priscilla about being the compromised agent. And she knew it was a consequence of her actions of what happened when she chose to infiltrate the Josh. But she's ready to compete. And TJ also said, hey, they're not going to pick Priscilla. It's your choice to fake your appointment. And she chose Ashley as her opponent for the elimination. And she said if she were to go away for the day, um, she knew she would go against someone great and Ashley who has won for, and she was going to go against the best. And I applaud her for that. Yeah, I don't think that she would have really chosen anyone else, to be honest, because the other women in the house were her friends, like the rookies, Big T. I think it was probably just Amanda. So I don't think she would have chosen Amanda. So Ashley was honestly the only other choice that she was going to choose at this point called her out on what she had said quote unquote that she threatened in the deliberation a couple weeks ago so this is her time to prove herself against Ashley and I thought it was a good matchup like yeah Ashley was like I'm ready I'm interested she said herself I had a few rough seasons but I'm ready to get a good nation win today and the name of this nation was called seek and destroy where they had to search through Powder's land to dig out eight colored tires and they had to race to a tire to a tower and memorize these um, flashing lights in the order. And they had to use that order to recreate it in tire form. And the first person who got those tires in that order, they won this nomination and were able to stay in the game. Priscilla and Ashley's methods to start off. Different ones because Priscilla had was kicking through the whole thing. Ashley, I wrote in my notes, she was swimming in the stand in her whole body to get tires out i just knew like with these methods that we'll tend to use in donations like especially like something like this you need to be able to exert the right amount of energy and as like time and on in this donation um, priscilla kind of got gassed out a little bit because she was only using her feet whereas ashley was like literally using her whole body to like get the tires I didn't like priscilla's strategy at all at first i was like okay this kind of makes sense she's trying to hold out on using her whole body but then I, I don't think that either or was going to use less exertion to be honest but I think Ashley's was just the smarter way to go where you just throw your whole body in and just move the sand over kicking it wasn't going to do anything I, I don't I don't feel like Priscilla's strategy was the right one to do honestly I feel like she actually could have beat Ashley if she was just going all in 
and using her whole body and her hand to move the sand over. I feel like she would have gotten there a lot faster, but she did what she did. Yeah, it would have been way closer had she like switched up her methods. At one point, it was close, obviously, but like at a certain point, as she was going through it and getting all the tires up and like at one point, they were like neck to neck and then Ashley just got through the rest of them until Ashley ended up making it to the lights and once she got off her tires up and she just started to look at it, she spoke it out loud and then everybody else that was standing up, they were repeating it to let her know like what it was. And like, also, that's also why I also saw some people like have an issue with that too. Like, let her get it done by herself. Don't hold for it. Because people were like, yeah, you want Ashley to come back? Other people, like, Nani were like, I don't want her to come back. So I'm not going to help her. But that was just, like, a weird, weird thing. I don't think I remember seeing anyone really help. Like, the whole house. I'm not talking about, like, two people that was their friends. Or maybe that's someone that they were, you know, in a relationship in the house with. Literally helping this girl remember the color scheme. I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. And also, Bettina was screaming it too. So which side are you on, Bettina? Are you on Priscilla's side or are you on Ashley's side? I wasn't jacking that at all. Honestly, Ashley is, quote unquote, the puzzle queen. She's going to remember memory schemes like she could have just said it within herself and to remember it they didn't have they literally were screaming it the whole time and she still got it wrong at some point so i'm just like i don't think this is yeah that whole thing was just very weird that i don't think i've ever seen that happen yeah it was just like very odd a lot of people in the house they didn't want ashley to come back in the house anyways so for them to actually help her that was like do y'all want her in the house or not I don't know if it's just the way that it was edited or what, but that was just very odd. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. And Ashley managed to get the tires on order and she won the elimination. She got really emotional and overwhelmed that people were actually rooting for her. And she was like, they like me. They really like me. I'm like, no, they just wanted to keep the agenda of the Rickies going home like up. That was it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it. I still don't get the motivation behind them screaming for Ashley and helping her. It was just weird. I'm. I'm. I am glad though that Ashley won her elimination. Now she has an elimination win under her belt. She can add that to her resume. And then also, you know, her trying to help Amanda get further also. Maybe she's not winning completely for Amanda, of course, but she's trying to help her, which I can respect, you know, having your best friend in the house and going through that together. But again, it was fucking weird them screaming that out. Yeah. And <laughs> now Corey's also like a little bit pressed now that Priscilla's gone, that the one person that actually wanted to be on the team is gone. And he's like, well, now I do these folks that probably don't like me and don't want to help us succeed. And like, okay, cool. Well, this is why your team is shaped up. So you got to deal with it. And she is given a choice. We, we love choices on the season because you can either stay with Sapphire or go to Ruby or even, you know, go to Emerald. You can infiltrate any other team or stay with your squad. And Ashley was like, well, I know for sure I am not going to Ruby. And I don't think she was really going to go to Emerald either because she don't want to leave Amanda by herself. So she just said, hey, I'm going to go back to Sapphire. And that's how it is. There goes the other twist of the season. You, they're now separated into teams, aka cells. They can 
pick only one person to go into elimination, either men or female, into going into elimination. And then once that person wins the elimination, they are able to infiltrate the team that they want, which now can help some people's agenda in the house to leave teams, i.e. Kyle and other people looking to move and shake things up in the house. So we'll see how this plays out. I don't know if I'm a fan of this sequence of how things are going, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, because I, I also I don't know if we're gonna I think we are gonna keep this team scene going. Just it's just gonna be interesting that you said how people decide to move for, moving forward. But this is like really the same thing just with teams. Like y'all said to be individual, never back in teams, just of six or whatever. I don't understand how this is gonna get to them to eliminate further though because i feel like this is actually slowing up rather than two people going home now one person seems to be going home so that actually extends it a little bit further which i'm not a fan of but okay yeah i feel like there might be a part at one point too because like it's too many it's too, it, it, yeah it has to be because I, I that's what i would have thought this would have probably been but you know they want to say at least get one week like a couple weeks in of getting people out and then probably there'll be, be a purge i don't know but i would like to see a purge but you haven't seen a purge in a couple of seasons because it's needed it's 17 people in the house still and we're halfway through this i don't know how this won't go but like you said it's gonna slow up the season even more so so with that the episode is over and we're gonna get into these tweets that we catch every week while we watch the show there are some really nice and funny ones i found really interesting so the first one is priscilla baby why are you kicking the sand it is a photo of <laughs> oprah with her hands up like this just exasperated it's like why you why couldn't you pick a different method priscilla why because that wasn't it yeah, that wasn't it, hun. And I think TJ, you know, said it kind of sternly, like, Priscilla, I hope we see you back next year. I hope we do see Priscilla back, but don't do that shit again. Yeah, no. Someone also said, Corey be like, damn it, Kyle, if you don't wear red, you can't sit with us. <laughs> yeah, it's giving very much on Wednesdays, we wear red. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is, so who pulled a Western bananas and tricked Emmy into writing and reading a speech? <laughs> no comment. And that's all the tweets from the week. I had no comment on that either because I that whole <laughs> just think of that. I'm like, oh, that was what a dark time <laughs> to see both first West bananas working together and two just trying to influence somebody <laughs> to do something. <laughs> rough times rough times yeah um and that's it for us for this episode it's all the tweets well with that being said we're gonna wrap this up thank you guys so much for listening we will be back next week to review the show again you can catch this anywhere you listen to your podcast which is on apple or spotify at this point uh tell a friend to tell a friend follow our twitter page we live tweet the show or, or not actually live tweet but we just tweet the show recap on there so you can catch it at doodle lions pod on twitter you can follow our personal pages at megs and hines and at ace as no you find me where the where are you find me i, I, yeah, I should have died somebody put a gun to my head right now i'm dying like it's squid games out here i don't know my shit at all i'm getting murked 
Yo, you can follow her at ace underscore s5. <laughs> Got you. And yeah, follow our YouTube page as well <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Where we have clips. We'll drop more clips of the show. I know we keep promoting the shit and it's like really not that much on there, but whatever. We're going to promote the shit. And yeah, follow the YouTube page. And again, thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week to do this again. Thank you. Bye. Bye.